Are you looking for a new math curriculum? Well, CTC Math specializes in providing online video tutorials that take a multi-sensory approach to learning. Favorably reviewed in Kathy Duffy's 102 Top Picks and the Old Schoolhouse Crew Review. The lessons are short and concise to help your children break down concepts and appreciate math in a whole new way. The lessons are taught the traditional way, not to the test. Each one of the video tutorials is taught by an internationally acclaimed teacher, Pat Murray, who is renowned for teaching math concepts in a simple, easy to understand way and in only a few minutes at a time. Using a multi-sensory approach, having the combination of effective graphics and animation synchronized with the voice of a friendly teacher together with practical assessment. Even students who struggled with math are getting fantastic results. And the ones that were doing okay before now are doing brilliantly. Visit CTC Math today and start your free trial. That's ctcmath.com. This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the Vintage Homeschool Mom Show. Your host, Felice Gerwitz, is an author, a publisher, and your radio show host. She will encourage, educate, and inspire you with answers to your most pressing questions from homeschool, marriage, parenting, and much more. Felice loves to equip moms to live a Christian life because every moment counts. Be sure to visit her website at MediaAngels.com. And here's your host, Felice Gerwitz. Hey friends and welcome. My name is Felice Gerwitz and today I am going to share an episode with you. This is episode 480, Holidays with Kids. And today we're going to talk about limiting that stress. Well, we can have stress-free holidays, especially if we put some of these things in place. First of all, I want to thank our sponsor, and that is CTC Math for their wonderful math curriculum with homeschooled families in mind. You can visit their website at ctcmath.com for more information, and they are offering our listeners a special um, with even some free months thrown in. Uh, so this is curriculum for K-12, through and you'll want to check them out. Well, you know, when we think about uh, the holidays, a lot of times we just start stressing. I know some years I just really uh, prayed that the Lord would just expand my time because I didn't have enough time to add one more thing. And I know a lot of you are like that as well. And it seems like the closer we get to the holidays, the higher the stress level. There's just more to do. Um, you know, there's times we can get together with friends, and then there's parties, and then there's events, and then, um, you know, other social gatherings. And whenever we get together with our kids, um, it can be a mixed bag. Either they're behaving wonderfully so that we can relax a little bit, or uh, the hyped up uh, anticipation for the kids or the sugar or whatever it is just sets them off. And so a lot of times when we look at the holidays, um, we have to look at it with, uh, you know, awareness in mind and planning on our part. And after five kids and eight grandkids and a total of 20 or more kids under 16 with extended family, 
our celebrations can get really hectic and crazy to say the least. So I'm going to share with you some tried and true methods, uh, not only so that you can host the holidays or attend holiday parties and actually enjoy them with your kids. You know, in years past, I stressed over hosting the holidays because I felt that my yard was just basically a danger zone. Um, especially with little kids. You know, we had a large tree house at one time, a slide across, um, a pool out back, a pond out front, and a long driveway that led out to a private road. But of course, people are going to speed. So who's going to watch the children? And did we have enough hands on deck to monitor the pond and the pool and, and so forth? And so what, you know, that was one of my main concerns was kids' safety. The other was, what could I serve that wasn't going to make a huge mess? Note to self, no chocolate cake. It seemed like there was chocolate cake everywhere. And that's one of those easy things to fix. Uh, so I have banned that pretty much, except for some birthdays uh, when we're a smaller gathering, because those are things that we may not consider. And it only takes one time to, you know, have a disaster in the making. And then you can add pets to that, you know, scenario, because, um, you know, I'm, I think I've shared this with you in past episodes. Um, if I have to pick one pet that I like, I would probably pick a dog. And we've had plenty of dogs throughout the history of our family. And um, as funny as it is, I seem to be the one that always, uh, you know, uh, has to take care of the dog. But when we have holiday, um, you know, events, I make sure that someone is in charge of the dogs, so that they're not just running around, because um, they can get, you know, one of them in particular can get really excited. And, you know, as I used to tell the little kids, we cannot wipe out grandma, you know, you can't can't just run in the house, and expect not to knock over someone. And so that was a concern of mine as well. So one of the things I did was I just, you know, kind of brain dumped and I do this from time to time when I um, am hosting something or even, you know, when I'm uh, trying to figure out a plan for some some project that I want to do, I just start listing all of the things and they could be random, you know, like in that list could be, you know, pay credit card bill or something. But it's just, um, you know, a list of things where I can just dump everything uh, that is a concern of mine. And it's amazing how the list can just grow and grow. And then what I do is I take a highlighter and I highlight the things that are important that I can actually plan for. And so this is kind of a, a short list of what I did for the holidays after I brain dumped and, you know, put all of those things on my list. And the first plan um, was, uh, you know, really simple, like, what is the event date? And what time will people arrive and leave? And what will I serve? And am I going to ask people to bring a dish to share? And if so, what are they bringing? And what will I prep ahead? Just things like that, that are, you know, small bite-sized pieces that I could actually um, accomplish. And there's such a wonderful feeling when we accomplish isn't there. You know, these five things um, I look at before planning an event, but when we have a holiday with multiple children, uh, the list continues with things like this, you know, how many children are coming and what are their ages, who will monitor the kids under five, and I actually assign people to this task or I'll ask for volunteers, 
what activities will I have for the children? Because just allowing them to come over and run wild is a recipe for disaster, even with a yard like mine. And number four, what cups will I use to minimize spills? And I also had labels for the cups. Um, one year I invested in those little metal cups and um, they had really cute labels that came with them with some liquid chalk so that they could even be washed. I ended up giving them to my daughter because she loved them so much. And then I ordered some other little plastic ones with lids. But those kinds of things are great. And, you know, when my grandkids come over, I have a bin uh, that I keep under some open, have open shelving under stairs. And they know exactly where to go to get their cups with straws. And, you know, I'll wash them when they leave. But it's so nice because that minimizes one of the things that can spell disaster. And then the last item is what foods and desserts will I serve that will minimize the mess? You know, you'd be surprised or perhaps not surprised to learn that I started elaborately years ago. And I have cut way back. Like for one thing, you know, I wanted guests to come and just relax. And in doing that, it gave myself more work. You know, and then I realized, oh my gosh, you know, if I let people bring a dish, it's something that is enjoyed by all. And so, you know, it almost, um, you know, got to the point where I was overwhelmed until one of my kids reminded me, you know, you can ask people to bring something. And one of the things, as much as I love to cook and bake, I do not like making salads. There's, you know, some people love all that chopping. And for me, it's just what I love eating salads. I just don't like making them. So that was something that I would assign. Um, you know, my daughter's mother-in-law comes and she makes this wonderful fruit platter with some kind of um, marshmallow fluff uh, dipping stuff. And the kids love that. So there are some tried and true things that people can bring that are going to alleviate in the mess and also take the burden off of us. And then for the kids especially, I usually have some kind of arts and crafts activity. Um, we have stairs in my house. And so one of the things I've done is I've bought those little, um, they're parachute guys, they're little plastic guys. And I'm sure you've seen them at, you know, novelty stores. I remember buying a big box of them at a homeschool conference one year. Um, I loved these people. They used to sell um, Christian t-shirts and lots of novelty items. And I was one of their biggest customers for all the years when I spoke at homeschool conventions. And so I would buy this, you know, buy stuff like that. Well, when a you know, parachute guys floating down and, you know, falling in someone's plate or bowl, that's not going to work. So I would keep things like that for when we were done and all the dishes were cleared off. And then the kids, you know, had all this energy from being good and, you know, not running around, especially if the weather wasn't good outside. And so I could give them things like that. And I also focused on crafts that had a holiday theme. So if we were celebrating something, I would have a craft that goes along with that holiday. And, you know, one, one year I had gingerbread cookies and the kids decorated their gingerbread cookies when they came. They were already made. Um, another time I had decorations um, or table settings with the holiday theme that the kids put together. And, you know, they, that was really enjoyable for them. So when they came in, they could go to their particular table and get started. 
And I'm, you know, really blessed. I have this nice big room where everybody can be together. But I usually had the little kids sitting together because it was just more enjoyable for them. Um, The little, little ones often sat with their parents. I also made or ordered a tray of chicken nuggets, which is the kids' favorite. So for many, many years, you know, my son used to say to me, you know, Mom, nobody likes holiday food. And it's usually something like turkey or ham or roast or, you know, something that adults love and we can't wait. And, you know, that stuffing or that gravy or whatever it is, um, you know, that we love. And it's, you know, a tradition and a memory and all of that. And I found out that the kids really were not eating very much, you know, maybe the rolls and butter, um, but very little else. And so I, you know, talked to my husband one year, and he said, well, just order a a tray of, you know, chicken nuggets. So I did. And that was a great hit. And it was really easy to heat up. Um, And so, you know, that was something that, you know, worked out really well. And it was easy for me and also uh, keeping, you know, rolls on hand, which are easy to serve. And most kid desserts are super easy uh, that either revolve around ice cream. And I've included an Oreo uh, cake recipe that I enjoy making with my family and it's on the website. So if you go to vintagehomeschoolmoms.com, look for episode 480, Holidays with Kids, um, you'll see that recipe there. And you've probably made something similar. Um, But we, uh, you know, just take crushed Oreos and layer them in, you know, some kind of um, a spring foam pan that you can take the sides off and invert easily. Um, And so we We did that, um, you know, years ago, and I decided, you know, what can I frost this thing with? And I used Cool Whip. So later on, after I had made this cake for years, um, you know, which is basically an ice cream cake with crushed Oreos, and, uh, you know, it, it turned out that I found, you know, so many different recipes for it online afterwards. And you can double this recipe um, or, you know, minimize, make it smaller, whatever you want to do, but it really, really works well. Um, And so I have, like I said, I have that recipe for you on um, the website. Another thing that I loved doing with my kids was to have activities that they could do outdoors and just something simple like giving them inflated balloons and having them, you know, have different activities that they could do with them, like don't let them touch the ground or, you know, um, having relays with the balloons and just things like that. And again, if you have assigned someone uh, to this, they could actually even host all the activities as part of their contribution to the holiday or have someone who's monitoring this. My sister-in-law is wonderful with her craft abilities, and she would make the kids a pinata. Um, Pinatas are fun any time of the year, and she takes a very large balloon, inflates it, and then uses strips of newspaper and um, like a water and flour paste. And you can use glue as well. And she would just dip the strips of newspaper on it and just cover the the balloon. And then you pop the balloon, put a, you know, some kind of hole in the bottom and then, you know, fill it with, 
you know, candy or treats or whatever that is. And so that would be one of the things we would do with the children at the very, very end. Um, helium tanks are affordable. They make great decorations, but they're also something that the kids can play with, um, especially the younger ones love the helium balloons. Another great activity was paper airplanes. I can make one um, amazing paper airplane. So I know if I can do it, then you know you can do it with your kids. And there are so many great, simple, just if you do a, re a search for it, um, look for simple paper airplanes and you can have the kids, uh, you know, doing that using uh, sheets of paper that they decorate first, have them, you know, color it. Um, construction paper doesn't work as well as just a plain sheet of copy paper works the best. And you can get an, an entire ream of copy paper for really inexpensive at the store. So, you know, things like that and having crayons and markers and things that the kids can use and put their names on. I've even used plastic grocery bags tied with string or yarn to make simple kites for the kids on a windy day. Again, you can have them use all kinds of, you know, um, art kind of decorations with... Uh, construction papers, you know, with like if you're doing Thanksgiving, cutting out the little turkeys or a harvest party, you know, little uh, pumpkins or whatever that is, you know, and have them glue it to the bag. And the little bags actually work really well. Of course, they're not going to be soaring up in the air like a regular kite. And there's all kinds of simplistic kites you can make, but that may be a little bit more um, ambitious than your time. Um, two, if you have uh, sidewalks, you can bring out the sidewalk chalk and let the kids have at it. You know, once again, planning is the key. The great thing about kids is that even if it's a repeat activity, they are on board. One of the things I keep on hand are the glow sticks. So when they're leaving, I would give the kids a glow sticks and, and then um, as they got a little bit older, they were a little bit fancier where they would be bracelets or necklaces and, um, you know, then you got into the whole, well, I want this specific color. So to get rid of that issue, I would just buy all of one color or just two colors so people could pretty much, you know, have a little bit of a choice. And again, something fun. The kids knew, you know, when they're, they're coming over to my house that, you know, when they left, they would get something, you know, super inexpensive that they could take with them. You know, and anything is fun in a small or even large group when the parents get involved. And, you know, parents, it's so funny because I watch the dads and the moms sometimes and they get as competitive as the kids. You know, one year my teens and young adults asked for airsoft uh, guns and the Kids and adults had a blast. I couldn't believe it. And I made sure to get clear goggles for eye safety and a bucket for refills. But, um, you know, they they still have them and they still use them. And we have a basket where, you know, we keep them. And, and when my grandkids come over, they'll ask permission. And it's funny, they always ask me and I always, my husband and I made this pack years ago where they can ask us something, but they need to go to their parents and ask them, you know, for permission. And so, you know, I, I used to really dislike the whole airsoft thing, but they really had a blast. You know, card games are fun as well. Um, the kids can play cards with, you know, something really simple like Go Fish or something more complicated. 
Um, we also love puzzle sets and having that set up where the kids can work on that during the day is great. Um, this summer, my daughter bought some puzzles to the condo where we stayed and the kids and adults had as much fun putting them together, um, you know, and so it was it was really fun. Another family favorite is chess. The winner gets to keep playing. And then there's, of course, the runoffs, you know, and these things are so much better than video games. I know, you know, people like the 3D stuff and all the video games. But what I found was that they're loud. And even though we do have an upstairs where the kids would go, um, it always caused the kids to fight. I don't know if it's just, you know, something around here, or if you've experienced it as well. But when the kids are playing video games, there's some kind of altercation. So I think that these tried and true simple things, you know, like paper airplanes and balloons and just outdoor activities are so much better. It seems that, you know, we can have this ideal of what the holidays is supposed to look like, right? Everybody's supposed to be happy and have fun and everything. And it is all about making memories, but it's also not about overloading ourselves to the point, you know, that we, you know, are just a nervous wreck before the event takes place. And the overall consensus is, you know, kid-friendly foods, desserts, and games and activities, and that will go a long way toward making memories as you celebrate the holidays with your kids and your family. So take care, everyone. God bless. Um, visit my other podcasts at vintagehomeschoolmoms.com. And let us know if you have any of your great favorite ideas and activities that you do with your kids. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Vintage Homeschool Mom Show. Visit Felice at MediaAngels.com and the VintageHomeschoolMoms.com. Vintage Homeschool Moms is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.